Yep, this is definitely something that can just pop up when you least expect it. And not just when you have to do your Frida Kahlo makeup, that is the dreaded unibrow. Well, my friend, I'm here to tell you today that it shall be dreaded no more because I'm going to make it super easy for you to create and know that whenever the phone rings for that editorial gig where the models all require unibrows or monobrows, that's what they used to be called. Should I be saying monobrows? I've just realized that that's what we called them back in the day. But you get the point. One singular brow across the brow bone, right? Okay. This is 5-Minute Face Talk. I'm Karen and I've been a film and TV makeup artist for over 25 years now. And inside 5-Minute Face Talk, I'll share the cream of the crop makeup and skincare products, techniques, top tips and no-nos, and hopefully a giggle or two all in bite-sized episodes to help you look and feel fab because life's too short for YouTube videos. This look is on the rise and I suspect the day may just come when you're called upon to create it. And while it can be a little challenging with some simple products, tools and a little know-how, you can do it, I promise you. I think sometimes we can be afraid of tackling things that we don't do frequently or for that matter at all. There can be this sense of unfamiliarity and that can lead to fear and doubt about makeup techniques, especially in an industry like this where you're often expected to be able to do it all. And people often want to see that you've created a specific look right before they hire you. This was the case for me years ago where I was called upon to have an interview with a couple of producers that were in town from somewhere in Asia. And they wanted makeup looks like the Raging Bull boxing injury looks. And I didn't have that in my portfolio. And that basically lost me the job at the time. And it was definitely something I could have done and had the skill for and would have done research and tests, but they wanted to see it in front of them. So I guess that's where I'm going with this. A monobrow, unibrow, unibrow, whatever, can throw people. So let's start at the beginning and get you creating unibrows in a heartbeat. Now, the first thing that is of the most importance is to know what the person you will be creating it on looks like. That way you can make decisions as to what brow shade you can consider to match their own natural brows or indeed if you have to darken or lighten their own brows to create the effect that your creatives are looking for on the job in question. So my first go-to with painting on individual hairs will always be the MAC Shape and Shade Brow Tint Pens. I know I've mentioned them before, but I find them really easy to use and the range of shades gives me the flexibility for all skin tones and hair shades, in fact. Plus, you can create the illusion of dimension with the hair by using a lighter shade at the root and tip of each hair, which will help the hair look like it is growing out of the face. And that means that the mid-length of each hair is a darker tone. So it gives that illusion of depth. And honestly, you don't need to use hair to create this look successfully. Especially in an age where tattooed on eyebrows, i.e. flat ones, are not even turning heads anymore. Okay, next you want to consider doing some soft underpainting before you get anywhere near the details. And this is a big principle for special effects makeup that can easily be forgotten or neglected at times. 
Look at the bigger picture first. Sculpt your broad shapes first and then come in and finish with your details. Now this pretty much applies to sculpting, body makeup, airbrushing, prosthetic makeup. Come to think of it, pretty much all of it. Don't get caught up in the details first or you'll get lost and end up wasting precious time. And this principle really does rely back to the principle of mise en place that we only just covered in episode 50. Check it out for a refresh. But yeah, do stay on track and start with the big broad shapes. So by putting in a soft shadow across the area in between the eyebrows, that joins up the left and right brows in their innermost points. You're creating the first step of the illusion. Now, I'd tend to stick to a soft taupe or a fairly neutral shade that is slightly darker than your model's skin tone and go from there. You can always go darker, which is much easier than having to lighten afterwards or indeed remove a super dark shade. Once you have that shape in place, you should know exactly where you're going and you can begin painting in your individual hairs. So start at the base of the unibrow and work up. You can even use a tissue or a ready-made eyebrow stencil and just draw or paint through it to give you your baseline to begin with and feather upwards and outwards, working harmoniously with the already there eyebrows. Now this might take a minute or two as it's pretty detailed work, but this technique will get you there with a super cool finish. Now if you want to push yourself and go the next step further, you can think about hand laying on single hairs to create a clean three-dimensional look. Again, knowing your model's own brow shade and even having a fitting before the day will allow you to match the colour far more effectively and remove any on-the-day shocks or last-minute stress about hair colour. And pre-curl or use permed hair. And again, using an adhesive like Prosade, Super Baldies, or even Spirit Gum, begin hand laying the hairs. Now this time, I would actually start from the top and work my way downwards. And this is because the hairs at the top will be lying underneath the ones at the bottom, right? Or at least on an angle. And once you have dried and powdered your glue, you can trim the hairs, put some product through them, use a little sealer spray to remove the excess powder and kind of brush them in the angle that you'd like them to lay. Now, if you want to go even one step further and create the best looking unibrow you can, my suggestion to you is to use animal fur for this. It will give you a softer, more realistic finish with a hair that is more closely reminiscent to human eyebrow hair than a cut hair, as in the previous technique. Now, this is super advanced and requires a lot of patience, practice and perseverance. So my advice to you is to not try it for the first time on the day of your makeup job. Now you'll follow the same application technique as laying human hair, except the fur hairs will lie flat and they shouldn't really require any dressing or curling afterwards. Perhaps just a little spray to keep them in place. And I only hope that you don't have to recreate this makeup 50 days in a row. If you did, I might suggest having some small lace pieces made that you will reuse. Or if you're in a pinch with your budget, you could also get really creative and perhaps buy an off-the-shelf lace moustache and modify it to fit your client or performer. Plenty of options and food for thought for sure. A few last things. Be sure to look in the mirror often when you're doing this. 
This is one of those makeup looks that can look really different when you step away than say when your eyes are fixated on that tiny area for a fixed period of time. And look away from your work every now and again too. Leonardo da Vinci was a big believer in the notion that to create, you must also not create. That is, step away from your work or look away from it. And when you come back to your work, you have what is often referred to as fresh eyes. And I believe this is true of makeup, as specific and honed in as this one is. And yeah, as I mentioned, don't be afraid to step back, like really step back from your work and view it from far, like 10 feet away. This will help you see the shapes with a broader sense and look for contrast and therefore balance far more easily than if you're up close to it. Now, another way you can do this is to take photos and look at them on your phone or a large tablet device. Often you'll discover things that you didn't see in real life, despite staring at this one thing for such a long time. And remember that the finished hairstyle, costume and lighting will all have a massive impact on your finished look too. So be open to the potential of having to bump things up once the entire look is complete and not just your bit. And lastly, remember the context of the particular project you're creating your unibrow for. A runway fashion show will have a far greater potential for avant-garde and dramatic looks than, let's say, a historical piece where you're actually replicating Frida Kahlo or the brothers from the band Oasis. So just know your limits there too and always use reference photos if that's the case. Okay, my eyes are tired even talking about this, so I hope I've got you thinking with this episode and given you some ideas for the next time that your phone rings and you're asked to create that wonderful unibrow look. Till next time, bye. Bye.